0: celebrating our connection with our pets this is animal radio here are your hosts al abrams and judy francis and the whole dream team is here one 405
1: 8405 to connect with any one of us it's toll free dr debbie's answering your vet medical questions blotty the world famous russian dog wizard with your dog issues <laughs> thank you <laughs> Animal communicator Joey Turner, also uh, pet travel expert Susan Sims. Uh, she's got some goodies today. Ooh, I think I she's going to send someone to uh I'm not sure. Somewhere. A hotel? A hotel, <gasps> I believe. <gasps> of the world me? famous Russian dog wizard. I'm sorry. No, you're not eligible, Joey.
2: I know. You know I'm sorry not about fair. that. Man,
1: I'm you so would, unbelievable. Yeah, Every know. time I try to get something, I
3: get nothing.
1: I know. I know. That's one of the hazards <laughs> of coming to work for that's Animal that's Radio. That's like being married. Every time you try to get something, you get nothing. <laughs> I know. It's. In the news, Lori Roberts talking about a smoking chimp. A chimp that's uh, learned to smoke, and apparently, uh, that's not good for chimps. It's
3: not uh, good just, for... I've seen that chimp. Yeah. I've seen that on, 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 the, on the internet. Yes. And he does. He puffs away. Jeez.
1: It's, uh, not good for your uh, monkeys. Don't let your monkeys smoke, or your cats, or your dogs. Also, on today's show... Dr. Debbie is ranting about anesthesia-free dental cleanings. I thought
4: that was a good thing.
1: Yeah, you would think it was, but apparently she's uh, myth. A lot of groomers do that. It's not good. Yeah. It's all on the show in just a few minutes. What are you working on in your tip there, Joey Volani? Well, it's getting
3: colder out. Putting on a sweater or a shirt on the dog, you know, knots them up, and I'm going to tell you a great way of what to do to keep your dog tangle-free if you like to put those clothes on them
1: okay we'll be listening i know judy will be listening for that hi sharon how are you doing hi i understand you want to talk to animal communicator joy turner yes i do let's do it
2: hi sharon uh, my husband and i have a question uh about our dog phoebe okay uh my husband used to have a, a dog that really really loved him uh, named queenie and we also wonder if queenie came back to us as phoebe
5: well hold on a second and how long ago did queenie pass
2: Oh, years and years ago, seven, eight years ago.
5: Okay, hold on a second. Let me get her okay, there she is. And tell me a little bit about Phoebe.
2: Uh Phoebe uh is a is a labradoodle and she's been with us uh for for about six years. And okay. she picked she picked him out of the litter. I mean, she walked up to
5: Yeah, him. you can kinda of stop right there. I've got both of them. Mm-hmm. and they are actually the same soul.
2: Oh. We so, kinda of thought so.
5: Yeah. Queenie actually gives me this very funny, very big smile and says, aren't you pleased?
2: Yes, we are. We we kind of thought that's the way it was.
1: Yeah. Hope that helps you, Sharon. Hope that gives you some answers there.
2: Yeah. And uh, does does Phoebe uh, want to tell us anything?
5: Phoebe says, well, she wasn't really prepared to do that, so she's not sure exactly what she's supposed to tell you other than she's happy. And she thinks that's all anybody can want.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, just wondered. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, you confirming our suspicions all
1: along. Thank you so much for your call, Sharon. We appreciate you listening to Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Every time we do a dog named Queenie, we get
3: bit. Queenie, for some reason, <laughs> that name is like Devil Dog.
1: <laughs> then again, I'd be pissed if I was named Queenie. Lori Roberts working on news right now. Looks like you're Twittering Hello. too. Is that is that Twitter? You don't Twitter. I do not tweet. No. <laughs> <I> understand. <laughs> and, uh, this, and I'm proud to admit say that too. There's some people, you know. And I used to be pretty religious about this too. That uh, the whole Facebook thing and the Twitter thing. Of course, I didn't think it would take off, but now I see Animal Radio is really embracing the Facebook thing. Sort of. Okay. I, I do. I do Facebook. Do you like- have Facebook? Will you be my friend? Oh. I, I <laughs> want to get a dozen. I'm okay. Perfect. I'm trying to get a dozen friends. Yeah. If
4: you add Lori that'll make one. Uh.
6: You do, yeah. What about Ladybug? Well, she's not on she Facebook. She doesn't have a Facebook page, not but uh, yeah.
1: Judy ignored my request for Facebook. First. Oh. So what are you working on in the newsroom there, Miss Lori Roberts? Well,
6: you know, so many people are traveling for the holidays. I have a girlfriend who just headed off to Hawaii, and her little her little dog loves It's like wow. a little doggy daycare place. But, you know, the, the Better Business Bureau says check the Better Business Bureau website for to see if they have a, a certification as a... A really uh, good business because they get a ton of hundreds of complaints after the holidays every year. Did you see that
1: sixty Minutes show on the uh, BBB about three or four weeks back? Yes, I, know you saw I did. It you really. I
4: missed that one. Oh, yeah, you get a good rating depending upon how much money you fork
1: up. If you're a member or not. Yeah, they, if you're uh, a
4: member, you really can't put, can't put my yeah, or they give you like an F rating if you don't fork up. It was about four or five hundred dollars. Oh man! These yeah, pay.
1: I know. I'm so
6: bummed. Isn't that you really no thought of The Better Business
1: Bureau is kind of being one of those agencies coming up. David Fry from the National Talk Show,
0: celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio.
1: I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our dream team. We have Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. And Volani, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Lori Roberts working on news. And uh, I understand Rachel Ray's in the news, huh?
6: Yeah, in a great way, and which is way cool. She's donating uh, $775,000 to animal shelters nationwide between now and the end of the year. Now, is that 100%
1: of the proceeds from her foods?
6: Yes, it is uh, exactly Nutrish and Just Six Pet Foods are going into the fund but she's they're not giving they're only given to no kill shelters. Uh but the size of the shelter doesn't matter. It could be a little one, could be a big one. She's she's doing that and they're nationwide. She's giving out this money to shelters nationwide because so many shelters are overly full because of people that just can't keep their animals in this economy. Well, that's yeah. good for her
1: but I'm a little concerned about Nutrish apparently they're not selling very well if that's 100% of the proceeds.
6: Why do you say that?
1: 775 not well, even a million dollars?
4: Just between for the, now and the end of the year. Between now and the end of the year, we're just talking about for a couple months. Oh, Hal. oh. We're not yeah. talking about since its inception. We're oh. just talking about. Damn, a couple that months. stuff is selling good. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, if you want to sell something, what would you rather see? Would you rather see a picture of a baby? A picture of a puppy? A picture of a sweet old man or a picture of a sweet old lady, Judy. What would what would convince? What would pull at your heartstrings? A picture of a baby or a puppy or an old man or old lady. A puppy. A
6: puppy, of course. Of course. What about you, Lori? Yeah. I think um, a puppy would be at the top of the list, too, for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: According to a brand new survey, 45% of women say, yes, a puppy. <laughs> a puppy would pull yeah. at their heartstrings more than a baby.
4: I'm surprised because I'm going to say it's the nurturing thing, yes. but you would think that they would want to nurture the baby as opposed
1: to the puppy. Well, the guys answered the same way. i got to really? say that. The guys also say a puppy. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, only 2% said the sweet old man, and 3% said the sweet old lady. Oh,
4: so. What about the baby? The
1: baby didn't get any votes? Uh, 34%. <laughs> oh. 34%, yes. Wow. So apparently. Apparently, uh, having babies is still in. Studio's on fire. I'm sorry, that's (laughs) not true. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Welcome to Animal Radio. Bruce, how are you doing? Good, Good. how are you? Very good. Where are you today? Uh, I am downtown Los Angeles. Listening in Los Angeles. Thank you very much for doing that. I got the good doctor, Dr. Debbie, right here. How can we help you?
7: Well, I have three California desert tortoises. And okay. It's actually a, a female, a male, and a baby. And the baby is an offspring of the two adults. And the male is fine, but the female has had a kind of a bubbly in the nose for the entire summer. And, you know, it really kind of stayed in the garage most of the summer, would come out every now and then to eat. I'd have to bring her out to make her eat, but she would always eat when she was out. I can't get the bubbling to go away I've taken her to the vet and she's had a, a shot but uh, I'm having to keep her up I think I'm trying to find out advice from you as to how best to treat the adult during this time period during when she would normally be hibernating
2: mm-hmm.
7: and sure, the baby who's three years old I wasn't going to even hibernate her yet because she seems to have a little bit of that also
8: Okay. Now and you mentioned you're in LA, so you have a backyard then? Do you have a burrow for them outdoors?
7: Not a burrow. They actually just go walk into the garage, the garage and they you know take refuge in the garage in a parked spot every day. They, okay. They're pictures of habit and they go to the same spot every single day.
8: Okay. So have you had them over for a winter where they've actually stayed in the garage and stayed for the say a couple months season?
7: Oh, yes. I mean, I've had them since, uh, the parents, I've had them for 16 years since they were babies. Okay, So I hibernated, hibernated them every year in a box of peat moss.
8: Awesome. Uh, okay. Good. That's why I wanted to make sure you were doing it, if you weren't just letting them go in and out during the winter months. Oh, no. Oh,
7: no I've, okay. I always send them to sleep, you know, the end of October, and they usually wake up sometime in, you know, early March. But I'm not sure if I should do that with the, the female this year because she does have this runny nose.
8: Yeah, And and I'd have to say that any tortoise that is dealing with respiratory signs, bubbling from the nose, discharge, uh, kind of a gaping breathing, those are not tortoises that should go into hibernation. Um, So we need to make uh, accommodations indoor to keep that temperature up, and uh, it's just not safe. Um, If they're battling respiratory, it's one of the number one reasons that they will not come out of hibernation it's just too dangerous. Now, and some people will even say for the juvenile tortoises up to maybe two, three years of age You know, just to be cautious because of their size and their delicate nature that we might not allow those babies, even if they're in good health, to go through a hibernation until a couple years of age. Uh, Different schools of thoughts, that's generally how here in Nevada, that how I do it is if they're young and they're little and we're not real comfortable with that outdoor environment, um, then I'll keep them indoors in a controlled environment keeping that temperature up so we don't want them to Kind of go through that in-between zone where they're kind of cold, but they're not really warm enough, and uh, that's no good for them either. So we definitely need to keep that indoor temperature up to the normal ambient, seventy-five to ninety-degree uh, temperature zone there.
7: So I can keep I can keep the female inside, but then I, I will take her out, you know, and feed her from time to time because she won't be going to sleep, correct?
8: Right, yeah, so you 'll need to go through regular feeding like you would through the summer months, uh, making sure you know she 's got her uh, ultraviolet light she 's got her heat sources, all of that, and then also you know for that respiratory infection, we might need to get a little more aggressive medically to treat that, and tortoises, just like most reptiles, they metabolize. Drugs slowly. So for a lot of these guys, uh, for treating them with injections, um, I treat them every 72 hours. Um, their body takes that long to metabolize it. So um, if we can go to an oral, we can try that if they're eating. But uh, in many cases, um, you know, we'll really see these guys every couple days until we can get a control on the respiratory infection, and that could be weeks. <laughs> so um, if you've only done one injection, you know, I just uh, encourage you to, to uh, get this baby back into the veterinary office.
7: Yeah, I've done the injection, but they also gave me, uh, an oral
8: there's just some, some question of how effective oral antibiotics are in tortoises. Um, so my number one thing is if they're not eating, I don't even go there. Um, but if, if she's eating and I don't see a harm in going with that route. Um, and also some of the youngsters will look at things like vitamin deficiencies. Vitamin A deficiency can often be accompanied with these respiratory infections in juvenile tortoises. So if that's something uh, they haven't addressed yet, you might kind of ask your vet about that as well. So uh, lots of good uh, reptile questions here today. I'm Really it's it is weird, isn't it? I love it. So I like to get that little Dr. Doolittle, a little bit of everything, all creatures great and small. It makes my day fun.
1: Call with your iguana questions: one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flavicin. Flavicin improves joint function in dogs, keeping cartilage and tendons, those ligaments healthy, joints flexible in the bodies of those aging animals we love so much. To find out more about this breakthrough formula, visit www.yourolderdog.com.
9: Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal.
10: Giving your dog water on the road can be both messy and dangerous. Swerves and spills make the experience unpleasant, and ordinary dishes just aren't up to the task. Now there's Canine Travel Mug, designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder. Canine Travel Mugs also comes with a special spill-resistant rim and are made of durable and attractive stainless steel, great for road trips of any kind. Your dog will love having a travel mug of their own visit caninetravelmugs.com or find us on facebook never see touch or smell messy waste again the scoop free self-cleaning
11: litter box automatically sweeps away waste after kitty does its business for a limited time animal radio listeners can enjoy a special holiday offer get the scoop free self-cleaning litter box a free toy and free shipping for only 99.99 Offer can be redeemed at ScoopFree.com slash Animal Radio. Offer expires December 31st.
12: Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's hospitality program offers plush beds, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality.
13: Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messinier recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now.
12: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at
0: CanineCaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their
14: full service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805 238 4622 or visit them at pasovets.com. That's Paso, P A S O vets.com, to get the best care for your pet.
15: Hey, this is Brian DeTillo. I play Lucas Roberts on
1: Days of Our Lives. You're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. If you're not doing your shopping over at SeniorPetProducts.com, you're not getting a 25% discount on your entire purchase. So if you're looking for something pretty special, head on over to SeniorPetProducts.com. When you get there, look for the Animal Radio logo. Put in the promotion code radio s p p as in senior pet products before you start your shopping and you'll get twenty five percent off your entire purchase not Especially a lot of people get in twenty five percent that's a big discount.
4: yeah it comes in here I know my
3: wife is 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 is, is ordering like mad um now because yeah. it's holidays time and um you know the dogs get everything I get coal. so you know twenty five percent I like that because it save it it saves me money you know you bet it does so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they sponsor your segment, too. And if you're looking for stuff exactly. like Chondroflux or Synovaflux, they have the lowest prices to begin with. We're proud to have SeniorPetProducts.com as a sponsor of Joey Villani on Animal Radio, bringing you the tip of the week. And what do we got going on, Joey? You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny because
3: I wanted a... The the reason why I'm talking about this is my wife's my my mother-in-law sent um these um fur um sleeping bags. Now it's not real real fur, people, but it for would her. look like mink. It's it's one of those like fabulous fakes type thing. Uh-huh. And they're for the dogs. Ooh. The problem is, is, thank I mean thank God that I have wire hairs because my dogs actually love them. And they're going in and out of in and out of them, and being a groomer, I'm just thinking to myself, if this was a Maltese, a Shih or a long-haired uh-huh. dog we'd have a problem. Why, Why that? is that? What yeah. happens, well, you know, when you, when you use these, um, when you put these coats on, or, or shirts or whatever, any type of clothing on pets, even some of these um, real heavy harnesses, what it does, it knots up your dog's hair. Really? And it basically knots it up because of the, um, the friction, the static. Uh huh. So, what you're going to do is this. If you want a, um, not entangle free pet and pattern, you like to put clothes on your dogs, like my wife does to my three male dogs, but, um, <laughs> they don't, it. They you know, they're cross dresses, I guess. <laughs> There's a couple things that you can do first. What I like that works best, and it's the same thing that I used for deallergizing a few weeks ago, if you guys remember that, uh-huh. is, um, one part downy fabrics often up, three parts water in a spray bottle. Uh-huh. Spray it on, on the pet just lightly, not heavily. And that's gonna keep the static down. You can use static guard and, 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 and that sort of thing, but they're not as um, friendly as far as um you know being being how can I say tox, toxicity wise. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I really I, I, I would kinda stay away from that um in a pinch, you know, light spray probably won't kill but I would stay away from it. Um but the other thing you could do is take a dryer sheet. If you have nothing else, and dryer Ooh. sheets are just convenient like because you're not always gonna have sheet. downy fabric so and just rub it either on your dog's coat or rub it on the inside of the coat. Oh and put it on. And that's Ooh. gonna break down the static a that's little a good bit. Good idea. So you're yeah. not gonna have all that static and, and it's not gonna not not your dog at all. So you'll have a knot. Entangle-free dog. And next thing, if you can, as soon as you take that the clothes off, run a brush and comb through the pat and you know, just quickly, nothing, you know, nothing major, and you'll be fine.
4: Wow, that's a great idea. That's the I have dog sh-
1: father's tip of the week. Now what? You're going to go dress up your animal? No, now? no, no. What? I'm
4: talking about when I put a sweater on or something, my hair gets off staticky and flies around. So I am to try one of those dryer sheets on
1: my sweater. Pretty good.
3: Yeah. Or your coat. And
1: you'll smell April Fresh. Yeah. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. That includes Senor Villani. Is it going to be Senor Villani? <laughs> well, he's here. one 405 8405 And I believe we have Debbie on the phone. Hey, Debbie. Hi. How are you? Where are you today?
9: I'm going around Cincinnati. I am headed to my hometown,
1: Oh, wow, for the holidays. Okay, well, I have Dr. Debbie here. Can she help you and your animal?
9: I have two questions. Number one is I have a V. She's 10 years old. I took mm-hmm. her to the vet for she had an ear infection. I happened to mention I thought maybe she might have a urinary tract infection because she had uh, gone in the house twice a week, and she's housebroken. She's... You know, she's ten years old. It, it has mm-hmm. to be something going on, but she ran all kinds of blood tests and all that on her, and everything came back fine. I did get something for her ear infection, but she also told me that her urine was a little watery, and okay. she said the next time she I brought her back, if I wanted, um, we could do a blood test on her kidney. Now. Mm-hmm. My my question is is might this be the beginning of kidney failure or anything like
8: that? Okay, now I want to back up first and foremost because you use an abbreviation that might have some people scratching their heads. You said you have a oh, PBGV, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, so that's a kind of a unique breed, a Petite Basset Griffon, right? yes yeah. the Vandine, right it's, it's a French breed so I don't know if Hal and Judy if you guys heard about this yeah. breed. is very special but very cool don't see many of those out out in practice so that's very uh, very lovely um so now I want to clarify also um you had some urine tests now did they test her blood when you initially had that visit
9: yes they tested it for um, thyroid diabetes all the, I don't know it was like four hundred dollars
8: in there that day well you hope the kidneys are included in there All right, because I just want to make sure, because definitely if we have a pet with a, a dilute urine, um, the first thing is definitely we want to check those kidneys, and there's some basic urine tests that we would do. Um, the BUN and creatinine are some of the basic chemistries that we would look at on a chem profile. Um, those are the first things that speak to us about the kidney function. So um, not sure where your pets were originally, but if it wasn't done or it wasn't included in that, then definitely I would encourage you to have that done because it's very important to look at that if we've got dilute urine um, the other thing we'll look for will be other signs of either kidney disease or infection. And we can do that with some special urine tests where we can check uh, the protein in the urine and compare that to other other analogs in the urine. And that helps us to give us a suspicion of, you know, do we have that road of kidney disease we need to go hunting and, and do more involved testing like ultrasounds or x-rays or what have you. Um, and then certainly, even if we don't see anything in the urine, but we are having urinary signs, um, I'll culture urine um, because we don't know. Have- we see bacteria in a sample and there can be infection in that urinary tract so that might be something to unfortunately more tests i'm sure you want to hear that right now <laughs> um, but that would be a, you know a realistic way to kind of make us feel better do we have something in this urinary tract we have to worry about after that's all kind of satisfied and we hopefully look good in that department then we might look at other things, and um, I've had a couple patients where we can have a condition of diabetes insipidus. Um, It's not terribly common. It's not your regular diabetes, but it's a a type of diabetes that affects um, uh, their concentration of urine, and they actually produce large amounts of very dilute urine. Um, It takes a little special testing for that as well, um, but that's something else to look at, and in some cases, I eliminate all the other things that will influence a watery urine. So some some dogs will tank up on pool water some pets drink a lot of water um out of just of what we call a psychogenic uh problem where they drink excessive amounts um and then we look at any medicines or things like that that might be causing an increased thirst so um that's where the sleuth work in veterinary medicine comes into play and that's when our job gets really interesting when we're trying to piece together not only lab tests but also things that go on in the house or in in your pet's life um so uh Kind of a roundabout answer to that, but I hope that gives you some confirmation that yes, I would definitely look into those kidneys more. And you okay. had a second question?
9: Yes, people are so going to think I'm crazy, but my other dog is an old or is a uh, English Mastiff, and okay. she is three years old, and I do want to have one litter of puppies. I used to have Great Danes, and I had puppies with them. And I just want to experience one litter with her, and then I will have her spayed. But mm-hmm. my my question is: Do they, when they come in heat, do they experience stomach cramps, uh, moody, uh, <laughs> lethargic, like? Do we they have do? PMS? <laughs>
8: Do dogs have PMS? What a great question. You know, a lot of the... We'd have to say some of that we honestly do not know. I tell you that there are some dogs that I do feel have some uh, mild diarrhea a- around the time that they're in heat, and they can have some behavioral changes. So it is certainly realistic to expect they have some of the physical changes. I don't know if they're as you know moody as uh, we women can take the blame for being, um, because <laughs> I always feel that dogs uh, are much sturdier than us humans uh, when it comes to pain and emotions. They 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 take the they really are much tougher that way. So um, hard to say about that. But, um, you know, I'm going to also go back to me and say that I am not a fan of breeding just for the experience of breeding. And mm-hmm. I always tell folks that have families or children when they say the kids want to see a babies be born and they want to have puppies, you know what I'd say, I... Sign them up to go to the shelter and to walk dogs. And when those dogs are gone the next week because they're euthanized, for me that is a life-changing experience, and and it impacted my life greatly. And I would encourage people to not get hung up on the beauty of having puppies and all the good stuff because um, we can all make a difference in pet overpopulation. So my lecture for the day. (laughs) Well, thank you for your calls, and I I hope those uh, questions will help you out some there. And uh, best wishes with your babies. Six six four oh five eight four oh five.
1: My days are full. Sending out Stella and Chewy's this job has become a full time job because more and more people are discovering Stella and Chewies, the official food of Ladybug's Studio Stunt Dog, by the way. Of course it's good food because it's healthy and it's natural goodness made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. And you're hearing so much about salmonella and all these other things mm-hmm. right now. It is pathogen free and they make sure Very of that. Good. Every batch they that can out.
3: That's it's that's important great to know. It's important. It, it really is.
1: Now so when you find a good food and you wonder if your dog's going to like it, usually yeah, that's they a don't. Same thing with kids and cereal. They <laughs> I only like the sugary stuff.
4: Don't let them know. It's good for them. Lady
1: Bugger Studio Sunt Dog loves this food. Sometimes she likes it dry. Sometimes she likes it wet. You can mix it up however you want to do it. We encourage you to check it out at StellaAndChewies.com. We'll even send you a sample. Want to learn more about getting that free sample? Head on over to AnimalRadio.com and select Stella and Chewy's. <laughs>
0: Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog, Zodiac,
9: I started her on a Flavocin probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
0: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Your dog does not want a sweater this holiday or any day. Your dog would much rather show off its great looking coat thanks to the grooming you gave with your new wall pet clipper. Wall is the number one grooming choice of dogs and their owners. Because Wall's precision blades provide better looking results, grooming at home is safe and easy and helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a wall clipper. Visit Wall WAHL Pet.com.
6: This is an Animal Radio News update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. An Animal Radio tip of the cap to Rachel Ray, who's donating $775,000 to animal shelters nationwide between now and the end of the year. 100% of the proceeds from her Nutrish and Just Six pet foods is going into the fund. Rachel points out that many people are choosing whether or not they can feed their family and an animal, which is resulting in shelters coast to coast being full beyond capacity. Her organization is giving only to no kill shelters, but the size of the shelter isn't important as they're giving to shelters small to large. Instead of asking famous friends to donate, Rachel decided to develop her own line of pet food and treats and give away her take from that. For those that would like to help but can't adopt a pet of their own, she suggests that when you're out shopping for your family, putting a can Or two of pet food in your cart and bring it to a local shelter, and even one, two, or ten dollars can be a big help. Congratulations to rescued Black Lab Pearl, who is the ASPCA Dog of the Year. Pearl and her owner, Los Angeles-based firefighter and engineer Ron Horetsky, were amongst the first rescue teams to Haiti after the devastating earthquake last January. As Ron says, things weren't just collapsed, they were crushed. There were people in the street, their rescuers didn't speak the language or have maps, but they worked tirelessly as a team. Pearl's life didn't start out easily. She was relinquished by her first owner three years ago, and she was living at a shelter in Northern California. And the ASPCA 2010 Cat of the Year Award goes to Henry. Henry's leg was amputated. He inspired a series of children's books that helped to make people have compassion and understanding towards those with disabilities. The books have been distributed to Hurricane Katrina victims and a children's amputee project in Haiti. Looking for that perfect, practical, yet fun and kind of hubba-hubba holiday gift? Check out the 2011 Dr. Show More calendar, which features 14 veterinarians that want to celebrate the benefits of holistic and integrative medicine. The calendar is modeled after the one in the movie Calendar Girls and features the doctors in tasteful, artistic photographs that capture the bond between humans and animals. Now... They'd asked our own Hal Abrams to model, but there's only so much hunk hunka hunk burnin love yeah. you can put on one yeah. calendar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. For breaking animal news, go to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get
16: more at AnimalRadio.com.
13: Hi, this is Clyde Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and see your pet. <laughs>
1: one 405 8405 to connect with anyone at the Dream Team. Speaking
4: of dogs, have you seen Ladybug? She just left the studio. This Where'd she is, go? I don't know. This is the first time she sleeps throughout the whole show, and she just left the studio.
1: Something they said? I guess so. Maybe she don't like the topic.
4: Maybe maybe she went to go get her sweater.
1: She maybe she's cold. Christmas shopping for me. Maybe uh, that's what I she's doing. so. I'm getting all my presents together right now, and somebody's going to get a canine travel bug. Could be you, Judy. Could be you, uh, you Joey. That's cool. No. Of course, yeah, this okay. portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Canine Travel Mugs, perfect for road trips with your dog. Canine Travel Mugs are designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder, and they're made with this durable, attractive stainless steel. They come with a special spill resistant rim. Visit K9, that's the number nine, caninetravelmugs.com and get your dog their own mug today. Of course, we'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com.
4: Yeah, no more wet laps. Always open that Tupperware bowl and got it all over
1: me. Always my lap. That's very cool. Just
3: before I got
4: out of
1: the car. I'm surprised nobody thought of this a long time ago. I know. I wish I had thought of it. Yeah. Coming up, David Fry from the National Dog Show. Six brand new breeds put in the AKC this year. Some weird, kind of weird-sounding breeds. Breeds I've never seen. I wish this was TV so I could show you. He'll be coming up on the show today in just a few minutes, all right here on Animal Radio. Let's uh, head back to the phones. We have Mike on the phone. Hey, Mike. Hey. I understand that you have a dog behavior issue, and I have the dog behavior expert, Vladimir the world-famous Russian dog wizards, right here. How can we help you?
14: Hi, Mike. Um, hello. i got a
17: 15-week-old puppy. Uh, what breed? Uh, he's a Staffordshire
14: Terrier. Oh, okay. This is the serious one. Go ahead. This is the Republican breed. Go ahead. Yeah. um, <laughs> Yes, uh, the, he problem, is. the
17: problem that I'm having is he's not really taken to the kennel training. Every dog that I had prior to, um, mm-hmm. kennel training, okay. um, he's not really taken to it. He's still going to tell, the bathroom Tell, tell, in the us, kennel, please, tell us, please,
14: your I, Tell us, please, what you're doing. Tell us, please, so I could correct you. I could chew you up. Go ahead.
17: Um, well, Jen, you know, I, I swim in the kennel at night, uh, when I go to bed. Um, uh, my wife usually goes to sleep a couple hours after I do because of work and everything, and she lets him out you know once before she goes to bed and then I let him out in the morning when I wake up and there's usually about a four-hour gap in there um, you know for him to have to hold it and not you know go to the bathroom in there and And uh, he he still seems to do it Uh, you let him outside to go to the bathroom and uh, he'll come back in after that and ten minutes later he'll go in the kennel
14: he's going in the kennel yeah okay and how big is the kennel
17: Fairly large. I mean, it's a it's the largest single dog kennel that I could
14: buy. That's what I assume. You know, that's I see this problem again and again. You see, you guys in America love the luxury, not just luxury, like the space. You know, most. Uh, I, I tell my clients, you see, back in the Soviet Union, my room was a little bit bigger than the typical American's two dogs crate, but I was fine. The problem with the big crates is the dog is dividing the crates on pink area and sleeping area, okay? So okay. you, you want to make sure, and I don't want your sounds that's like mean or bad, because sometimes you, should ch- you you have to choose between bad and worse. You need to significantly diminish the size of the, of the kennel, or you have a partition, which every crate nowadays is equipped, or the better off to use the plastic one. And the size should be, the dog should be just get off, like stay free, uh, turn around, but he cannot even uh, go left, go right. It's just just size-wise, just exactly what he is. So in severe cases, we are, sh- we are making them smaller so the dog can barely maybe, you know, even move in that crate and it's, uh, will be enough for a few days and after that we're gonna make him, give him more space and more space as he lives, uh, you know, without peeing and pooping in the crate. Now let me get you back. Listen, I cannot tell to your dog and I know Judy or Hale, no, none of us can tell your dog, baby, please, you know, behave. Please pee in one place and don't pee in my home. That's not going to happen. Its own mother cannot do it too. I mean, but they train them and teach them that the den needs to be dry and clean by kicking them out of the den when they, when she believes the time now to, to housebreak them. Then break them. <laughs> so, uh, all what we can do with you just to play by the natural instincts. Here is... My guidelines to basically housebreak your dog literally in one week. Number 1, you should totally eliminate the scent. Previously uh, marked territory it needs to be clean with the special products. You can use the specially chemical specially formulated formulas in the pet store for these purposes. Don't use any, you know, carpet cleaning and or in other things which is not designed for that. After that, If you still have a persistent peeing, pooping in one specific area, on top of that, I would start to feed them in that area. And if I'm not feeding them, at least their football and water bowl would be located in that area. Because dogs like humans, they don't like to eat hamburgers in the bathroom, okay? Normally, they keep five, six feet away in in diameter clean around the area where their bowl is. After that, I would really show to your dog that uh, the house is mine and I would mark uh, my territory by not spraying around by doing obedience training i would put the color on leash and all what i need to do just basically walk my dog through this house especially through the area where he like to pee and poop and, come, and be, come on come on let's go and i'm gonna walk him around, sometimes drag slightly if I need to, not really drag, drag, I snap the leash, I want to make sure he keeps walking but by doing this you are marking your territory so it's your house, it's your room I would also do sit stay uh, and uh, down stay in this particular area where you believe he may go and pee and poop so the dog would look at this area as a very special area and not the area where he can go and lift his uh, leg or just squats after that, I want to make sure my dog eats through the schedule, and I'm gonna give him water just one hour after I give him food. If I'm feeding him two times per day, my dog will get water also two times per day, about 40 to one hour after he finished the food. And again, we're not talking about it's uh um, water needs to be for free needs to be free in generally, but we're talking about severe type of the problem we need to take some measures and it's a bit for a very short period of time it takes one two weeks to fix it so, because if we know when it comes in we know when it comes out okay and uh, from that time from that time I will do the last and most important thing I want to make sure my dog will be in three positions or under my supervision inside of my house and I'm gonna keep my eyes on him as a huck. Number two, I'm going to make sure he's always outside under my supervision, because I want to make sure I can catch this. This is the time when he goes and pee and poops, so I could praise him. And I would teach him go do it on the command. I would take my dog five, six times per day, and i tell him, go party, go party, go party, go party, go party, go party. My dog, Mika, even if she doesn't want to pee, she will pee if she hears that command. You know, I heard about some type of the now device creator, like a musician, mus- musical uh, for the kids. You see, musical uh, where the kids go and release themselves, how you call in English, that's the thing. But it doesn't matter. But the thing is, the kids hear it, they want to do it. So the same thing, you know, if you're going to tell your dog, go party, go party, go party all the time, the dog will associate it with, with command and go party in the search spot. The dog finished, I give him uh, treats now and the last thing and the very important thing listen if you cannot supervise your dog not for four hours like you said even for five ten minutes even for two minutes your dog must be crated and you made a big mistake by, by using the huge crate make sure get the small crate get the plastic one and if you, you want to use your crate you have to find partition and now clean your crate thoroughly with a special product for the urine uh, breaking those enzyme-based product to break that urine down so that's going to be my general guidelines and that's that's the best you can do good luck
1: with that one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the dream
10: team right now you're listening to animal radio Giving your dog water on the road can be both messy and dangerous. Swerves and spills make the experience unpleasant, and ordinary dishes just aren't up to the task. Now there's Canine Travel Mug, designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder. Canine Travel Mugs also comes with a special spill-resistant rim and are made of durable and attractive stainless steel. Great for road trips of any kind. Your dog will love having a travel mug of their own. Visit CanineTravelMugs.com or find us on Facebook.
13: Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie, an incredible story about an unforgettable dog, says Gary David Goldberg, creator of Family Ties. Oogie's story confirms what Dewey taught me years ago. Even a wounded animal is capable of amazing joy if given love and respect, raves Vicky Myron, author of the number one bestseller, Dewey. Read the true story of Oogie, a dog nearly fatally injured who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie by Larry Levin, the dog only a family could love. Available wherever books are sold.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal
18: Radio. Welcome back. This is Susan Sims for Fido-Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. Now, does anyone out there practice yoga? I mean, I do. I try to do a little sun salutation every morning, but... What about yoga with your dog? My next guest, Amy Stevens, is a holistic pet lifestyle expert and a doggy yoga instructor.
19: Hi, Amy, and welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. We call this doga, don't we? Yeah, it is called doga, dog yoga. Pretty clever. Um, I've actually been doing doga for about three years now, and realistically, in the last couple years of experience that I have, any dog, size, breed, anything can do it from teacup poodle all the way up to a massive. I've literally seen every mix of breed in my classes come along and they all do a great job.
18: Don't the dogs just like want to hang out and play and like how do you keep them <laughs> centered and focused and all zen like?
19: Um, you know what? I usually start out my own personal classes with a small meditation where you Get the dog right next to you, put your hand on yourself, your hand on them, do a breathing technique. So that helps kind of get the dog in line with wanting to work out with you. But I also provide a DVD. So for people who have dogs with high distraction levels, you can actually do the workout at home and follow the basic instructional DVD on, in your own living room. So that's kind of my solution to that.
18: Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I, I know, I think, I think, uh, I think probably because my dog, Junior, he's a pretty happy fella. And I know as soon as he sees another dog, he that's all he wants wants to do, so I'm not sure he'd be a good candidate, but I guess the DVD would be the way to go for us and and get him kind of calm and centered doing that.
19: Yeah, exactly. uh, He can always practice with that first, and then if you want to take him to classes to start doing socialization skills, that'll help, too.
18: I know that you've got five natural tips for healthier, happier pets.
19: I do, actually. Tip number one, we're going to start with nutrition. It's definitely important to make sure that you're feeding your cats and dogs all-natural good foods. You want to make sure there's no added chemicals, no added preservatives. They're going to absorb the nutrients better, which results in less waste and just overall healthier appearance and sometimes even aids in their moods, behaviors. My second step would be going into grooming. You know, skin is the largest organism on our body as mammals, so taking care of that skin is very important. There are plant-based shampoos. There's itch cream, even uh, brushes with all-natural bristles to kind of help with any skin irritation and things like that. Better for the planet, better for the pets. Now, my third tip revolves around toys. A lot of stores are stocking their shelves with toys that are made out of sustainable, recyclable fibers that use vegetable-based dyes. So, again, you're getting rid of those chemicals. um, You're kind of doing something better for the environment, and you're bringing home toys that are more natural that your pets can carry around in their mouth. You don't have to worry about staining the carpet or them ingesting anything dangerous. The fourth tip goes into biodegradable waste bags. So when you're walking your dog, keeping your neighborhoods clean, do something again better for the environment. Biodegradable bags are available. And there also is eco-friendly cat litter as well. The fifth tip, last but not least, is to have the healthier, more active lifestyle, which is actually where the yoga comes into play. It's something new and fun to do to keep your dog engaged.
18: Wow, well, that's great. And yeah. I understand you have a fantastic gift to give away to one of our lucky listeners. I
19: do, um, provided by Petco. It's a huge gift basket. It's for dogs, and it's from anywhere from food and toys to cleaning supplies. And, again, Petco provided that for the listeners. So um, call in and good luck.
18: So be the first caller to one eight six six. 405-8405 to win the Petco gift basket it's full of natural and holistic products valued at $100 for more information please visit yoga that's the number 4 and Petco.com this is Susan Sims for Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Ah, but don't
1: forget about the important ones. That would be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Blotting the world famous Russian dog wizard. Helping you with your most vexing dog issues. Animal communicator Joey Turner and groomer Joey Volani. All making those phones ring toll free. 1-866-405-8405. The first voice you'll hear there is Miss Judy Francis. Hello. And of course, Lori Roberts working in the newsroom. Hello.
4: Hiya. I'm just
1: trying to separate myself from Dr. Debbie right now. She's on a little bit of a rant about <laughs> anesthesia-free dental cleaning. If you've ever seen these groomers that offer it, she's a little ticked off this week because she has a couple of patients that uh, are ill because of it. I thought it was a good thing. I've
6: thought, I I've thought want... so, too, because yeah, I don't... I've had a friend who lost their dog and under anesthesia for the dental cleaning. And How many times have you I'm heard really that? reticent. To I've heard that I, a lot. Quite a lot. And I'm really yeah. reticent to have our kitties go through that. And so I just we just
1: haven't done it at all. I understand that if, you're, if your animal smokes, that uh, their teeth will get a lot oh. darker. Oh, yeah. Faster. Very bad. Stains. And uh, you actually have a story of a smoking chimpanzee coming up in the news. <laughs> this
6: 12-year-old chimpanzee in a zoo in Lebanon. And people would talk packs of cigarettes in his cage and he chain smoked and some uh, animal rescuers got him and are sending him to a sanctuary.
1: The phone lines are all full up. We have David.
14: Hey David.
20: Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, I got a question for you. My dog was recently uh, given an x-ray and they found a a growth in his joint on his shoulder. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, the doctor said that it was either uh, a type of fungus because we live in a desert area, South Texas, And uh, or it was cancer. Now, if it's a fungus, I know that there's a treatment for it. But if it's cancer, what are my options? Now, the dog's 11 years old. He's a little Yorkie-poo dog.
8: Oh, okay. Little guy. Now, the first thing I'll say is that just going by statistics your breed dog doesn't really jump out to me as a high uh, population of uh, bone tumors. Usually that's the condition we see most commonly in large breeds or giant breed dogs. Um, Not that it can not happen, but if we're kind of going with the norm, um, we really see that more in the big guys. Um, But, you know, your pet may not have read the medical journals and may not be following those rules. Um, So the big question uh, to to decide between these two problems, um, I guess the first thing would be I always like to see about getting a sample of some way and if possible a bone biopsy will give us the best direction in that um, you may be able to have your pet tested for some of the fungal diseases with some blood tests. Um, they're not always 100%, but it's a good starting point to help us kind of make that decision where we're at. Um, but backing up to what your question was, uh, bone cancer in dogs. Um, you know, there's a lot of new treatments out, and probably even as we're speaking today, they're working on some research, some very exciting research of different uh, modalities that they add into the traditional therapy. So normally we talk about amputation. And that's where that bone biopsy is very important. We want to make sure that is what we're dealing with. But pets with amputation alone don't have the greatest survival with bone tumors. It's really best paired when we pair that with chemotherapy um, and other agents. Um, That gives the pet the best survival. And a lot of pets, you know, if we have confirmed bone cancer and we're hitting them with uh, chemotherapy, surgery, you know, we could be reasonably looking at a year or two of survival. Um, But it is—it's a tough diagnosis if you have that. But likewise, fungal disease and fungal infections in the bone are bad. And I actually advise people it can be just as bad as bone cancer because it can be a very long-term treatment. And pets can have relapses, so they can be on long-term medication, which can be very costly and, and somewhat labor-intensive to keep screening them and figuring out where they're at with uh, the condition. Um, here in our Vegas area, we do see a lot of pets with valley fever, which um, it's a type of a uh, fungus that goes to the bone, among other areas. Um, so that would be, it kind of rings like uh, very true to our area and what we worry about. Um, so have you had, other than that, X-ray? Have you had any other types of tests which they've uh, done
20: well he he took a blood sample he sent it out and we're waiting for the I should get the uh, results next week Um, okay what what we talked about was if uh, if it's a fungal, we're gonna go ahead and treat that Mm -hmm. and if it's cancer where he's he told me basically that if it's cancer if I I mean I could go the radiation and all that stuff but where he's in advanced stage already, he probably, we're looking at, I'm looking at quality of life issues.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure.
20: And I don't want his last years of life to be absolutely miserable because he's, you know, he's uh, on chemo and rubber, you know, all that. So mm-hmm. I thought that, well, what would I do if it was me? I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to live my last years, you know, miserable. So we thought... Just manage his pain and let him live as long as he can until. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can no longer
2: manage the
8: pain. And and that's definitely a very reasonable approach. And and not everyone is inclined to do, uh, you know, an aggressive surgery and chemotherapy, not to manage, you know, the costs involved with that. Um, The challenge with bone cancer is that um, untreated, it is very fast and progressive. Um, So that period of time is not years. It it can be months um, or less. So um, in many cases, if, you know, Surgery and chemotherapy can add some quality life and not detract from the quality of the pet's current life. Um, then I encourage folks to do it, but you know, I definitely respect if if folks don't want to go that road for their pet. Um, so, and, and I think that you can do a fair job of controlling pain to some degree with bone cancer, but it is a very tough, Type of cancer to control pain, um, and that's why amputation is is so crucial for treatment because that removes the source of pain. Um, so there are pets that run around with three legs and they're very comfortable because that source of uh, very severe pain is is gone at that point. Um, and uh, you know if you do choose kind of what I'd call the hospice care. Um, definitely there's some some good cho- choices with um, pain medication and watching his activity because, um, you know, with that, they can definitely injure the leg and even break a leg that has um, infection or that has tumor in it. So um, and, and I think it's good, though, that you you have your eye on the – you know, the whole lifespan of your pet, and keeping that in mind, that you know you're going for quality, and I wish we could give our human companions that same um, uh, dignity that we do give our pets. So, my best wishes to you, David, and and I hope your your baby has a, a good recovery, um, and things turn out well for you there.
1: Connect with the Dream Team right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Flotty the world famous Russian dog wizard with your dog issues. Fladdy <laughs> He's waving at me. Yeah, I wish this was TV so you could see this right now. Animal <laughs> communicator Joy Turner and groomer Joy Vallani all here toll-free right now.
2: This is Animal Radio.
21: This is
15: Animal Radio baby.
1: Joey, how are you feeling this week? Get a little bit of the Portuguese crud last week, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Last
3: week I thought I was
1: dying. I know. You look like.
3: I couldn't, I couldn't believe you actually came in, frankly. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it's um, it, 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 it's ruined me now because I, I, I love Portuguese food. And I know it was just this one probably incident. <laughs> I know it was isolated. But, but you're not going back, I, I bet. I don't even want to
1: drive past the restaurant. <laughs> Well, you're in prime form today, and some good tips coming up in just a few minutes. But I wanted to uh, head to the phones, and we have Bonnie on the phones. Hey, Bonnie, how are you doing? Hey, pretty good. What's up in your room? Joey. Hey, Bonnie, how are you?
2: I'm hey, pretty good. I was going to tell you that years ago, my kids wanted a kitty. And they got a long hair. And I got him about six weeks, got her about six weeks old. I looked at her and told her, hey, off, baby, you are not going to have fireballs at 3 in the morning and wake me up. <laughs> and so I had two Bostons. I took her, set her on the counter. The two Bostons and I and her were in the bathroom. She watched me wash Bostons. The first time was a little tricky,
1: but I run water in
2: the bottom. In the bathtub.
1: Your cat was your cat was watching you wash your dogs.
2: Yes. Okay. Does your cat get a wash? I put water in the bottom. I took a cup, dumped her in it, and poured it over her real slow. And the first time it was a little tricky. The next time she jumped right up for it.
1: So your cat likes to be groomed? Your cat likes to be shampooed, is what you're saying? Well, (laughs) it gets better. I
2: picked her up, wrapped her in a towel, kind of ruffled her up so that she started to dry. She watched me blow dry the Bostons. And then she would, she watched, I started on her tummy on a real low setting so it didn't scare her. Okay. And she let me blow dry her. And after that, if I didn't lock my bathroom door... If her and the Boston could get in, they'd tap on my shower door, and if I goofed and opened it, I had a Boston and a and a cat in the shower with me. And you she know what you gotta just do, reveled.
3: You got to give the cat a brush, okay? And then you got to have the cat now, you know, do your back and and, and your feet, being that they <laughs> like it so much and they and they've learned everything by watching you. That's what you have to do.
2: But she did. She loved having a bath. If Some have have heard, heard the blow dryer go? She was up on the counter, looking for her to
3: get blow dried oh wow you know it 's a phallus when they say that that cats don 't like water. What the cats don 't like is they don 't like the the sound of when the, when the rushing water comes out of the faucet it scares them. Some cats yeah. love water i mean i had I had a kitty a short hair that used to sit underneath the sink and wait waited for you to turn it on ever so, ever so gently, and would sit there for hours just licking the water that came down and, and would, would, would you know rub it over a head with a paw. and.
1: And um, loved it completely. I don't know where you guys are getting your cats. I'll tell you, mine would uh, would tear me up if they got anywhere near water. But oh, Hey,
4: wait a minute. I had one that would lay in the sink. When you turn on the water, it would kind of fill up around it because it <laughs> plugs the hole. And it would let the water fill up. Just and just there. would sit in there in Our the cats sink. Cats are
1: a weird character. Now, now, this
4: is a long-haired cat,
2: you saying? Yes, it was a long hair. She was a Persian, uh Siamese cross. And she loved to be groomed. and she loved to be a bath to her. If she could get in my shower with me, she
1: was in seventh heaven. <laughs> you got a good, clean kitty there, I guess. Yes, you do. Bonnie, we appreciate your call today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Boy, I wouldn't want to have to share my bathroom with not only my wife, but then my cat. <laughs> hey, get the cat out of the shower. He's wasting all the hot water, damn it. Well. <laughs> if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, if you have a question about your pet... Or if you want to talk to groomer Joey Volani, Vladdy, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, or animal communicator Joy Turner, we're all here, toll-free, right now. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. We'll go to the phones next.
6: Animal Radio is brought to you by Oogie. Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie. An incredible true story about an unforgettable dog who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie, the dog only a family could love.
0: Available wherever books are sold. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't
1: forget your dream team. Vlani, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Pet travel expert, Susan Sims. Groomer, Joey Volani. And Dr. Debbie, all here at your beck and call. one 405 Eight four zero five. Doc, you're a little upset today. I understand. Just so you know. a little.
10: I'm flustered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're both flustered. I came in. I saw about this Afghan hero dog that was euthanized by mistake. The one that was on the open oh, windshield. Tragic.
10: Tragic. Very that unbelievable. Me off
8: today. That's what
1: I'm angry about today. What are you angry about today, Doc?
8: Me, I'm ticked off about having dental cleanings done on a pets that are awake and feeling every bit of it.
1: Okay, so we're Ooh. pissed off. And if you want to connect, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Dial at your own risk. <laughs> no, we're, uh, here to, we're here to help. Come you. on,
4: our bark is worse than
1: our it bark. It really is. And uh, if there's something that you're pissed off about, you know, this is the perfect forum for you. Multi million dollar animal show to talk about it. In fact, let's do that now. Hi,
21: Elaine. Hi, how are you?
1: Good. How are you doing today?
21: Oh, good. good. I have Vlade, the
1: world famous Russian dog wizard, here to help you. What's going on?
21: Okay, I have a chihuahua, cherry mix. And she have a licking fetish. What can I do? She just and I tell her to stop, and she just keep on. She just keeps Why licking. Why
14: Elaine, she huh? do that? <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, you're with Vladi. Are you from Kentucky or what state you are from? You're having very interesting accent. You know, I'm almost from like mine. DC. Oh, okay. All the people in Washington, D.C. have the same accent? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, yes. Elaine, you have a beautiful Russian name. You, I would call you Elena. Elena. So, you know, yeah. it's a very familiar yeah. name to me. So, you have a mixed terrorist, you said. What terrorist do you have?
21: Uh, she's a uh, chihuahua and, and Terrier mix.
14: mix. Oh, okay. And she has a licking problem. Who she licks?
21: To everybody, well, me and my husband, and she just—I mean, she just just all the time. I mean, <laughs> I tell her
14: to stop, and she won't even stop. Okay, and and uh, you interesting why she's looking how to stop it? Yes.
21: Yeah, because he I mean, she licks, I mean, everything, in other words, she licks anything, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's kind of not good for her to do that, because she could, you know, lick some poison or something, you know what I'm saying.
14: Exa- oh, so, so she licks not just you, she licks the uh, floor, she licks the yeah, furniture. the floor, furniture.
21: anything she sees, she'll lick it.
14: Uh, but including you? Pardon me? Like your, including your hands, your face, or no?
21: Yeah, your hands, um legs <laughs> okay. and i told and her to stop i said stop and she won't okay. even stop so i mean how, is, you know how, what is wrong you know is it, and how do you
14: sure do you. sure and when did when did, it, when, did it, when did it when when she started when did it start
21: okay we raised her from a puppy um it's, I think so it's happened all the time when she got about six months old she started that looking thing you know she started six months
14: okay from the six months that's happening and now she looks everything
21: yeah and she's a year
14: and a month old (laughs) now okay okay so (laughs) <laughs> okay, it's a very funny question, of course Why the dog uh, has an p- obsessive looking disorder, that's how we call it scientifically uh, Dogs who act this way, normally those dogs are a little bit nervous, a little bit insecure Some dogs uh, n- not express the happiness like some, sometimes the people believe It's expression of anxiety, an expression of insecurity and stress uh the dogs like those uh, you know if i would have some this type of a clinical um Expression of this problem. I would probably would do three things at the same time. Number one, I would definitely put the dog on some type of a calming supplement. In your situation, I would use uh, flower essence. Flower essence. Uh, you can find them in any health food store. Flower essence for dogs, and it's very very natural things. Yeah, you just uh, squeeze in the dog's mouth uh, two times per day for one two weeks. Uh, number two, number two. I would give the dog some work to do instead of just her having occupation with uh, some items, you know, and feel bored. I would maybe, uh, even in your case, even in the case of sweetest than the lab dogs, I would still put the color and leash on her and try to teach her some tricks, uh, at least walking on the leash, seat, stay, do something with, with, with this little mind so she would feel occupied. Now, I do those two things, and after that, I would deal with the issues. Now I look at the issues and see what she likes to lick. If she, if it's the same object all the time, like shoes, like uh, you know, all the things, maybe she has a little bit separation anxiety. So I want to make sure yeah, I would also maybe create her once in a while, even when I am home, just isolate from me. If if her if her uh, obsession comes with your items, items which which has your or your family scent. It means you also have an under under texture of separation anxiety. I would start to crate her a little bit, isolate from me, from my family for a while, so she could not lick anything and give her some nice toys inside of the crate so she could chew and lick them. So I would kind of work against that old habits and create the new habits. Um, I definitely would, uh, would would do probably correction as well. How would I do this? Let's say I would spray the, the one product by name bitter yak, bitter yak, like yak, yak, bitter yak from the from the health food store or bitter apple. I would spray on the items uh, in, all over. Basically, I would spray on this. It is, it's not toxic. It's a good stuff. You know, spraying items within so I know your dog will will lick, and she's not gonna lick even on your hands. I can spray it too. And at the worst case scenario, if nothing happening, I would just uh, you know, I would I would just basically shoot that dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not the real one. I would I would get the device by name PetConvincer. Uh you can locate it on Google by petconvincer.com and every time when she tries to lick or do something wrong, you just push the button and air comes the and the sound gonna be ps. And one, one, yeah. once, yeah. yes, air, and she distra- distracts her. From that time, you can redirect her attention on her bones and different toys. I would buy a lot of them and offer them as alternative. That's what I would do. Thank you situation. for
1: your call today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with anyone of the dream team right now. Coming up in just a few minutes, David Fry from the uh, National Dog Show on Thanksgiving that we just saw. He is uh, going to be talking about the six new breeds that they've put in the AKC this year. I don't know if they have any weird, funny names, those breeds, but we'll find out with David. You actually have a story of a smoking chimpanzee coming up in the news.
6: This 12-year-old chimpanzee in a zoo in Lebanon, and people would toss packs of cigarettes in his cage, and he chain-smoked. There's hair flying around the studio. One of of the hazards
1: of working at a job with... So many pets and uh, all the hair in your mouth.
6: Uh, well, trust me, I'm down. Yeah, you know, we've got the the cats like to hang around the, the office down here too. So
1: you
4: gotta see the mics; it like attracts the hair. And I look over at Hal's mic; it's just full of fur. <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, speaking of watch this smooth segue that would have been really smooth had I not even brought attention to it. Uh, Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall. Dogs are one of the most intelligent animals, so it's no wonder that Wall Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wall Blades provide better grooming results, and you'll look smart for saving money. Visit Wall, that's W-A-H-L,
0: pet.com. Dot com. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
12: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. As your best
16: friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable. All at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com.
0: Flavocin keeps cartilage tendons and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin.
9: Concerning my dog, Zodiac, I started her on a Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
0: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Your dog does not want a sweater this holiday, or any day. Your dog would much rather show off its great-looking coat thanks to the grooming you gave with your new Wahl Pet Clipper. Wahl is the number one grooming choice of dogs and their owners. Because Wahl's precision blades provide better-looking results, grooming at home is safe and easy and helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wahl Clipper. Visit Wahl, W-A-H-L-Pet.com.
4: We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella & Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella & Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella & Chewy's too. Visit StellaAndChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977.
3: Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, staying new to your animal and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. I'm that big old, I'm great about. I'll
21: be there when you
2: want it. Someway, somehow, cause maybe I ain't.
1: Of us going home for the holidays, if your home happens to be Philadelphia, you want to bring your pet along, bring them home, but mom and dad don't want the pet at the house, so you got to stay at a, a good hotel. Why don't you stay at the Hotel Palomar? It's a Kimpton hotel. Your pet will stay free, and they can make arrangements for grooming, walking, even a massage for your pet. You can find out more about Kimpton Hotels Hospitality Program by calling one eight 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 Kimpton K I M P T O N. 20 shopping days left. Stop it. Well, it's actually the third day of Hanukkah. So, and I celebrate both because I get more <laughs> gifts that way. Hey, that's <laughs> not fair. I would celebrate Pick Kwanzaa one. if I could, too.
4: Yeah, you but can't get away can't with that You Can't get one. away with that. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, but, uh, you know, I get more gifts. And I give more gifts, too.
4: S- oh, s- surely okay. there
1: are gifts you could get here free, uh-huh. and I just re-gift and package, but... I just a thought
6: that counts.
1: I right. knew it. It is. Hey, listen, One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 That's our gift to you. It's a toll-free number that you can call any you have a question about your pet. If you have a question that's a medical question, we have one of the best veterinarians in the country, Dr. Debbie White, joins us every week, and she answers your questions. One of the best animal communicators, if that's your thing. And if you're a regular listener, you know it's not really my thing. But it is yours.
4: I'm a believer, Hal.
6: I don't know about you, Lori. I am too. You're
1: yep. a believer, Lori? Yeah. Okay. Well, Absolutely. Well, yeah. she's here. I do. I, if you want to connect with right. her. That, you see, that's why we have all these experts together. You don't necessarily have to believe in one or the other. They're here for you. We all love our animals. That's the one common bond. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Yes, you might have seen him on Letterman. He's here. He answers your dog. Did
6: David Letterman piddle like you do when he comes in the room?
1: Yeah. Huh? I, I don't know. I know, uh, I know he was,
4: he... On he was on a leash. Vlade, Vlade led him around on a leash and a collar, so. <laughs>
6: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. It was uh, a big change in, in Letterman's life. I think that was right when he uh, <laughs> defected from NBC. I was going to say,
6: he pays extra for that.
1: I believe so. And now we stalk it. I believe uh, Letterman actually has a restraining order against Vladay now. <laughs> Not exactly sure about that, but hey, if you want to connect with any one of us right now, it's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, you want to take another call?
8: I sure do. I'm sitting here uh, sucking on my soda, and I think i
1: It's a Pepsi one, though, right?
8: It is, yeah. I, no sugar, you know, uh, just the caffeine. So I'm on my second one today, which is against the rules in my household, so don't tell anybody.
1: Okay, I have four calls lined up. Which one do you want to go to? Which line? I'll let you uh, pick Line two.
8: Hi Wayne, I'm ready.
15: Hi,
1: how are you doing? Oh, okay.
15: I was wondering if you guys can help me out.
1: We'll try. All right, we'll try our best.
15: (laughs) Okay, I have a household with four cats, and they're all female, and they are all spayed, and they're all adult. Okay. And one of the cats has a problem not using the litter box. Uh, at one time, we didn't have a problem, and this just developed over time. And we need to know how to get her to go back in the litter box.
8: Hmm, okay, so tell me about your kitty uh, toilet situation. What kind of environment do you have? <laughs> Are there magazines? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? The lit- the, how many litter boxes? What kind Hold. of litter you
15: use? We have uh, four litter boxes. Uh, we have different types because. We have uh, different cats and different personalities. We right. have one that's enclosed, so if cat wants privacy, they can have that, and that's in a room by itself. And then we have three uh, litter boxes in a unused bathroom. Two of them are like jumbo sized, so we have four litter boxes total. Mm-hmm. And um, we use uh, multi-cat cat litter,
8: and, and that's a clumper clumping litter. It. All right. And are your kitties indoors?
15: Always indoors.
8: Okay. And is there any one particular litter box that's the uh, problem where this is happening, or is it happened at any site?
15: The cat has gotten to the point where she will... Um, at one time, she was using the litter boxes without a problem. In fact, and, and this may have introduced some confusion to her, a couple years ago, we tried to toilet train the cat. Okay. But she was the only one that was starting to make progress and the other cats were not making any progress. And it was just too much to keep up with uh, four cats. Okay. So we said, okay, we'll quit with the toilet training and we'll just go with straight litter. You know, if we had okay. less cats, we could tr- we could do it. Um, so at one time she was using the litter all the time. We noticed, I don't know, a couple months back that she would uh, urinate in the box and saw her literally finish urinating, jump out, go one foot away, and then defecate right on the floor by the litter box. Okay. Like there was an aversion to it. Okay. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we just need to keep it cleaner more often. We kept up with that as much as we could. Then Mm -hmm. it got to the point where now we're catching her not even urinating in the litter box. She's found a favorite site for that now.
8: Okay. And where where is she going right now for both her peeing and pooping?
15: Well, for the pooping, she's, she still goes in the same spot, not a foot away from the litter box. Okay. And for the peeing, she started going about four feet away into a sunken living room on the carpeting.
8: Okay. All right. Now this is going to be a very unusual situation because I'm going to kind of direct you down the the path of diagnosis very quickly. With cats, there's usually a lot of different factors that affect their litter box use, and they can have a, a substrate preference or an aversion. Uh, they can have problems with the tidiness of the litter box. They can have pain that exhibited once they weren't when in when they were in the litter pan and have problems with that memory. Um, and then there's the multi-cat, the um, anxiety and aggression component of things. So get into the the root of things. If I have a kitty that is doing their duty, especially if it's both peeing and pooping close to the box but not in it, I'm going to gear my efforts on the litter box environment. To me, that screams um, either an aversion or there's a preference that we're not meeting to her her satisfaction. So that kind of puts the behavioral, the the anxiety-driven problems a little bit on the back burner. Not that it's impossible, but I'd say we really need to focus on this litter box environment And when you did say that she was um, taking to the toilet training, you know, it is completely possible that could be her preference. Um, But yes, so I would say that changing either the litter substrate, um, the litter type, um, or going back and providing, uh, the toilet training source for her is going to be very important. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, especially with her doing this right outside of the box, that is a, a very big thing. And, and for kitties that are very fastidious and that are very, uh, particular about that litter pan they too will usually go right outside the box which is different than a marking behavior or seeking a preference to a different location it's like they want to go but they're just they just can't do it they just don't like it that much uh dad so i just would rather really not use it so i'll just go right here and i'll I'll try to do the best i can (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and and I think you're doing fairly good with the number of litter boxes. Usually the general rule is one more box than the number of cats you have in the house. Um, And at four boxes, you're doing a fairly good job of offering different sources, uh, sites, and different variations and things. Um, And just one other tip that I would say is that... um, litter box uh, size is uh, very important and you mentioned you have some jumbo size. With cats we want that to be about um, one and a half times the length of the kitty so that we have ample room to turn around um, because that could also create some aversions if it's not quite big enough um, they don't have enough room and most cats don't like the cover on the litter box—they really don't care about the privacy thing. They—they um, they will go w- with us watching or what have you. So I usually just say, take off all the covers on litter boxes if we're having issues. Um, so, and then the other things you might look at—litter um, box location. Sometimes to us is very. Uh, Routine. We put them in uh, laundry rooms, bathrooms, but sometimes the little things can be annoying to cats. The vibration of the sounds of your wash machine, um, something that falls off a shelf and hits a cat when they had a, a litter pan problem. I had a client who that happened to. A laundry bucket fell on the cat's head and they didn't want to go back to that room to urinate. Um, and other things in that area. So a noisy alarm, um, dogs barking, children, things like that that can really make them aversion to that litter box area. I think there's hope there, Wayne, but uh, you might have to pull out that old uh, toilet setup for your baby.
15: Wow. <laughs> so your suggestion is probably the toilet site.
8: Um, I'd say, yeah, especially if that...
15: Something? I, I did a little research online before I, I thought about calling you guys. Um, okay. I heard that if you put them like in a cage where they didn't have much room, mm-hmm. except for the litter pan, food, water, and a place to sleep, that they mm-hmm. have to go in the box, and then you start giving them more and more room. What do you think right. of that approach?
8: I think that's a a useful approach if we're having usually more of a marking behavior, um, something that's a territorial in nature. And, And that might work for the short term because she's got no other solution. But if she still has that innate preference... When you get back to that, you, you still may run into a problem when you start to give her more access and more opportunity. Um, so, yeah, that therapy and behavioral medicines are really more used for when there's an anxiety or um, a more of a territorial issue. So you can, you can try it. but uh, And now and there's other things that we'll throw into the mix, the feel-away, the feline hormones, the scent hormones. They can be helpful. But uh, I, I think in your situation, it's really all about the box, Dad.
15: Okay, do you think we should try um, multiple types of litter in the different boxes?
8: You can try that, yeah. Um, And I'm going to probably go back to the whole toilet thing because if if that was um, what worked in the past, you may try and experiment with all different sources and all different types, the corn cob, the the clumping, the clay litter, um, and may find your way going back there. Now, one thing to interesting for cat lovers is that usually kitties who are the bigger diggers that like to do the uh, sand and and dig and cover their uh, material, if they spend a lot of time um, digging, they are usually the ones that have less elimination problems. It's the ones that just don't do a lot of aggressive digging for their uh, their urination and their defecation needs. So just something to kind of watch your kitty's behavior and to know if you need to be alerted.
1: I'm curious about teaching your, your, your cat to use the toilet. And I, I guess that'd be a good <laughs> thing, except in, in the middle of the night, if you put the toilet seat down when you came in or something. I mean, that I already have enough trouble with my wife oh. telling you which, where to put that toilet seat, you know? <laughs> Hey, the cat's in the bathroom. Hurry up. I need to get in there. <laughs> okay. Well, Dr. Debbie, steaming mad today. Uh-oh. She's really upset about this anesthesia-free dental cleaning that she's seen groomers do.
8: They hate when I get in these moods because I do. I, I'm normally a very laid-back person, but, you know, I'm, I am I am kind of ticked off right now.
1: So, yeah. Anesthesia-free dental cleaning. And apparently she's had a couple of animals come in this week. One almost paralyzed because of, of these. Oh, God. Uh, She'll be uh, telling you the details in just a few minutes. In fact, if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, if you have a question about your pet, or if you want to talk to groomer Joey Volani, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, or animal communicator Joy Turner, we're all here toll-free right now, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. We'll go to the phones next
6: Animal Radio is brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. Enjoy a special holiday offer? Get the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box, a free toy and free shipping for only $99.99. Visit Scoopfree.com slash Animal Radio to get yours. This is an Animal Radio news update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. If you're traveling for the holidays and planning on boarding your pet, be sure to check to see if the location is certified with the Better Business Bureau. The BBB says that every year they get hundreds of complaints, everything from billing disputes to ke- pets coming home hot dehydrated to flea-infested pets to pets that become ill as a result of the kennel stay. Besides making sure the kennel has a good BBB rating, they recommend visit the facility, make sure it's clean, doesn't have a smell, and check the safety of the kennels and cages. If your pet is prone to running away, make sure the facility is escape-proof. Ask if your pet will be in contact with other animals. Ask about feeding schedules, water accessibility, and frequency of, and any fees related to, exercise. Observe the friendliness of the staff and how they interact with the animals. Make sure all animals have proof of immunization and they have flea and tick control. Their website is bbb.org and will also have this list posted at animalradio.com. Animal rights volunteers in Lebanon discovered a 12-year-old chimpanzee in a zoo that was smoking cigarettes to entertain zoo visitors who would toss packs into his cage. When he was young, the chimp, Omega, started the habit in restaurants where he was used to amuse customers. Then, when he got bigger, he was locked up and taken to the zoo and kept in a 430-square-foot cage. He has uh, never seen other chimps or climbed a tree. Lebanon has virtually no animal rights legislation and is one of three countries, along with Iran and Bahrain, to yet join the Convention on International Trade and Endangered Species. Omega now gets to live in a sanctuary in Brazil, and the other Animals at the zoo, including seven baboons, a hyena, and several bird species, are being sent to new homes within Lebanon. So, you want to get a healthy shampoo for your dog. How do you know if what you are getting is the best? The FDA regulates what advertising claims can be made on pet supplies, but it doesn't regulate shampoo for pets, unless the shampoo is classified as a drug, like for dandruff or something. Some manufacturers don't honestly list the complete ingredients. A short list, as a matter of fact, is a red flag. Others may just be relabeled people shampoo, which isn't good for dogs. Richard Gere, Alpha Dog. I have no problem with that. And when watching a Richard Gere movie, I have been known to say, woof. However, in this instance, Richard is the alpha dog to he and his wife's rescued border collie, Billy. You can meet Billy at the Bedford Post Inn in Bedford, New York, which they run, along with Billy's help, of course. But you can also see her in the new documentary about celebrities and their pets. It's called My Dog, an Unconditional Love Story. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lloyd Roberts. For breaking animal news, go to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio.
1: into dr debbie in the hallways yet she is trying to cut the caffeine out of her life she's cut the coffee she's cut the pepsi with caffeine oh. she's on uh caffeine free drinks now it's making her a little she's bit she's always so healthy she
3: is yeah, healthy she but is. today I mean, she looks good and then then you got me coming in here i want caffeine i want sugar i want fats <laughs> the
1: absolute opposite of dr debbie yeah, pretty know much But uh, she's on a rant today. She's really pissed off at the groomers that are offering anesthesia-free dental cleaning, mostly because this week she's had two animals come in, one that was almost paralyzed because of this anesthesia-free dental cleaning. I'm riled up. Yes, I am riled
8: up. And and this is where I just get kind of snotty or <laughs> my poor staff. They hate when I get in these moods because I do. I am normally a very laid back person, but you know, I'm I am kind of ticked off right now. So yeah. Um and you've heard me talking about this today, mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing with the anesthesia-free dentals, which wow, sounds like such a great idea. It, it does. does. I like sign it. in my groomer's window yeah. it says
1: anesthesia-free dental cleaning. It's like, "Yes." To me,
8: this is the biggest hoax that people are pulling over on the pet-loving public right now. Really? Uh, um, they're, they're trying to pass this off that this is a replacement for a typical dental scaling and polishing that's done at a veterinary office with general anesthesia and it's just not in a
3: veterinary's office number one the equipment is all sterilized so mm-hmm. you've got clean instruments going in, 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 in the pet's mouth uh, that are scaling the teeth and um, in a grooming salon it's probably sitting in their drawer and you probably scaled uh. um, you know fifties dog's teeth already um, and it's painful. I mean, that's where they knock pets out.
8: There's a lot of fear of anesthesia. There's a lot of fear of maybe spending a lot of money and having bad news that there's bad teeth, and this seems like a good way out, but it's not. And uh, I told you about that doggy I had here just the last week. He went to the groomers and had his teeth cleaned with a anesthesia-free dental cleaning, mm-hmm. not a regular toothbrushing, and came back to me for just regular shots, and I saw a bunch of rotten teeth, and he had a mass inside of his mouth and you know what this is where they don't know what they're doing and they are not realizing this dog had horrible teeth that really needed some advanced care mm-hmm. and just cleaning them was just a cosmetic thing it really did nothing and it actually had they not brought that dog in things would have escalated much worse than where they were
1: wow well i'm thinking why would it hurt i mean if it's going to be another kind of cleaning why would it hurt how could it hurt
8: When they do this, they actually have to restrain pets. And I had a little guy not too long ago that was actually restrained in a, they have to hold him down in a towel and he almost, he was almost paralyzed afterwards because really? of the trauma. Yes. Um, fortunately, he responded and he did really well. But this was all because of the physical restraint. And it, dogs are not people. We shouldn't expect them to just sit there and open their mouth and say, ah, they're dogs. We have to work around their behaviors and don't treat them like a human being. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond the the pain of the gums, um, you know, there's problems with chipping off tartar and that can go down the lungs and cause complications. And, uh, you know, we just can't, when a dog is awake, you can't clean it well enough. You're only getting certain aspects of the tooth. can't uh-huh. take dental x-rays. And when we check teeth, we probe them to find out if there's pockets. And um, most periodontal disease occurs below the gum line, and you're not going to see that with just an external scaling and polishing. And uh, a lot of times veterinarians, we get fooled because you can look in a mouth before a dental and say, oh, I don't expect any problems. And then we <laughs> get in there and we say... Oh, my gosh, your dog has horrible teeth. There's pockets all over the place. So mm-hmm. I, I beg people to not get caught into this, this this lure that you're doing something good. And pet owners want to do good. And I think that's fair. And you want to save money and do the right thing. But this is not the way. This will actually jeopardize your pet's safety and their oral health in the long run.
1: Is it illegal?
8: Mm-hmm. You know what? It is illegal to practice veterinary medicine without a license. And that's exactly what people who do this are doing. Unless they hold a License, either as a licensed technician or as a licensed veterinarian, um, but regardless, it sh- should not be done in an w- awake pet any which way.
1: Okay, so don't patronize the grooming parlors, parlors that offer anesthesia-free dentistry. It's a scam. It's a hoax. Are, are
8: there that. some veterinarians that offer this? I don't know if veterinarians do it very much. It's really it's very common in the in the grooming world. And I've actually mm. had people who take their pet to a groomer. They've been going there for years. And once we discuss that, and they say, "Oh yeah, we had this done," I'll be like, "Well." don't do that. You know, you should file a complaint. And they're like, oh no, I love my groomer. I don't want to get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. But this is exactly the kind of thing you have to object to. Would we want surgery done on ourselves by your
1: hairstylist? Sure. I, hear <laughs> no. a million, I hear a million stories though. People say, uh, my, I lost my cat or I lost my dog under the anesthesia. Simple dental cleaning. Went in for a simple cleaning and in the anesthesia they succumbed to it.
8: Yeah, and, and I definitely understand those concerns. And in, in most cases that is quite a rarity um but there's a lot going into dentistry and there's a lot with untreated dental disease that that causes more disease in the body so advanced dental disease causes kidney problems heart problems liver problems so by staying ahead of the game you're actually providing a safer uh future dental cleaning for the next time it's better to treat it that way
1: it's worth the risk is what you're saying yes
8: yeah, in most cases, and there's certainly some pets that I'll I'll put them under, and you know we're very nervous, we're very watchful, um, but in the in the average pet dental cleaning is very safe uh, with the proper. Anesthetic uh, technique and with monitoring. Um, so yeah, don't don't have this done at your grooming parlors. And I'm sure Joey would support me on this. I know he's like all about the keeping the industry right and safe. And
3: groomers, please, you're making me look bad here. Um, and that's the problem that that I set <laughs> in my end is, um, you know, the vets can do that. They're, they're veterinarians. They're trained to do that. We're not trained to do that. And you know what happens is you get a lot of technicians slash groomers. So mm-hmm. they feel because they've did it. They did it in the veterinarian's office that they can do it in the, in the grooming salon, but it's completely different. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you need extractions. You can't just be, you know, scraping on teeth, and there, there are alternatives. You see, groomers also like to brush the dog's teeth, and to me, that's, that's a waste of time, and it's taking money, because if you brush a dog's teeth every time they get groomed, it's like you brushing your teeth once every six to eight weeks. It's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is you need to go to the veterinarian, get it taken care of first, and then do the a regular base. Now, there are safe alternatives. Once the teeth get clean, they have um, these um, gels that you, that you actually put in the pet's mouth, and it'll help remove the plaque and the tartar. Now, the only problem is they don't know what it does underneath the gum line. I mean, if it mm-hmm. actually you know, takes away the plaque and the tartar under the gum line. But it will work on getting you know the, the visual part of the tooth that's exposed will make it look better. Now, groomers should be promoting that more and say listen these are safe alternatives if you feel uncomfortable about it but sometimes the teeth are just too bad they need to go to a veterinarian and if your groomer says you know what I'll scrape it off for you stay away they're not licensed to do it no more it's illegal also if you have it done in a vet's
4: office if something happens or complications you have the vet there and you have the equipment there
3: Exactly, exactly, and that's all toxicity. I mean, when they scrape that stuff off the pet's um, teeth, that's very toxic. It's um, actually, some dogs before they have a dentistry done have to go on a um, regimen of amoxicillin or some type of antibiotic to help um make the make the dog a little bit stronger because of all that bacteria in their mouth. Yeah, they can ingest that. So when you're scraping that. it off, and it's and it's going, you know, um, down the dog's throat and in their mouth, and or mm. it even can get lodged in their um, esophagus, um, you, you, it's 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 not a good thing. You're not set up to deal with groomers, Stay away from it. And if your groomer does it, just give him a good shot in the mouth
1: <laughs> without anesthesia. Yes, exactly. Coming up, David Fry from the National Dog Show. Six brand new breeds put in the AKC this year. Some weird kind of weird sounding breeds. Breeds I've never seen. I wish this was TV so I could show you. He'll be coming up in the show today in just a few minutes. All right here on Animal Radio.
16: Animal Radio is brought to you by seniorpetproducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, seniorpetproducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. seniorpetproducts.com.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve, it's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your Natural Balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the
2: best ingredients. It's
3: just a winning combination.
1: It
2: is, just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey.
1: (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone, if you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance.
13: Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie. An incredible story about an unforgettable dog, says Gary David Goldberg, creator of Family Ties. Oogie's story confirms what Dewey taught me years ago. Even a wounded animal is capable of amazing joy if given love and respect, raves Vicky Myron, author of the number one bestseller Dewey. Read the true story of Oogie, a dog nearly fatally injured who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie by Larry Levin, the dog only a family could love. Available wherever books are sold.
0: Why I read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals.
1: Request your free sample copy at
0: www.animalpeoplenews.org
11: never see touch or smell messy waste again the scoop free self-cleaning litter box automatically sweeps away waste after kitty does its business for a limited time animal radio listeners can enjoy a special holiday offer get the scoop free self-cleaning litter box a free toy and free shipping for only 99.99 offer can be redeemed at scoopfree.com slash animal radio offer expires december 31st
0: you're listening to animal radio
1: 866 405 8405 to connect with any one of the dream team right now. Hi Carol.
22: Hi, how are you?
1: Very good. How are you doing?
22: I'm very good. Thank you.
1: Where are you calling from today? I'm
22: calling from uh, Avalon, California.
1: Like is in Catalina Island?
22: Yeah, uh-huh. You got it. Oh.
1: Do you do you actually live
22: there? Yes, I do. I'm on my lunch break. I work at Kellyanne Island Medical Center. I'm dietary manager there. And I wow. And it's an absolutely fabulous hospital. It's an absolutely fabulous place to live. I absolutely love it. Well, you
1: can invite me over any time there. Uh,
22: oh, yeah, for sure. Are you listening? Yeah, to, you're, be my guest. I
1: have animal communicator Joy Turner right here, and I understand you'd like to talk to her.
22: Yes. Hello, oh,
5: hello. So what can I do Hi, for you, Sarah? how Carol? are you? I'm great. I'm thanks. fine. How are you? I'm marvelous.
22: What can I do for you? Okay, my concern is, um, I have I have a uh, Siamese cat. She's been with me for like 15 years. She's sitting here staring at me, and she's, um, you know, she she's happy cat, I think. And I was just wondering, do you know what's? I mean, she she how? What do you know about her? If her name is Kitty Kitty, she's 15 years old. She's looking at me. She's hearing me, and she's she's knowing I'm talking about her right now because I'm you know staring right at her. Now she's looking right in my face. She's like a really happy cat, but I was just kind of curious, like. You know, maybe you can tell me something about her, or like, you know, are you like a psychic cat reader, reader, or what is it? Well, I actually communicate. I
5: actually talk directly to them, and they tell you things that you want to know. So okay. she says so that. Can you tell me what Kitty's telling me. She says, "Yes, first of all, yes, of course, she's a happy cat." Okay. And she thinks that's just kind of a no-brainer. I know. She looked at me like that. You, you, she looking right at me when you said that. That's yeah, it's so kind of so like, weird. oh, really, Mom? You really need to get over that. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, and she says she talks to you all the time. And she tells you all kinds of things about what's going on in her life and she asks you questions about what's going on in yours, but you don't seem to respond enough to her about what's going on in your life. Okay. Okay. So she wants you to talk to her more about what's going on in your life, especially she says she likes it especially when you're feeling very happy, and she likes it especially when you're not feeling very happy because then she w- wants to know what's so great and she wants to know what's so bad is she, is she missing anything she doesn't think so She doesn't think so no
22: okay she said why well, I think she should have something else Well, the reason why I ask is because um my husband and my husband normally lives here lives here with me, and you know it's the the job uh there's like no jobs here so in April he had to leave to go to Hyannis, Massachusetts to work and, um, you know, he calls all the time, you know, he'll be here for Christmas but when he calls, I put the phone to her, her ear and he's and she's like, meow, meow, you know, like, like he's like, she's missing him, you know well, and she I was if she, you picked up on, you know, she, she's waiting for him, we call him Poppy to come home, you know Yeah, she says she
5: actually understands that whole thing and she's not so much missing him when she talks to him but telling him how much she loves him and trying to talk to him about stuff that's going on and wanting him to, same pretty much like with you, wanting him to talk to her about what's going on with him, and she does understand why he's gone, and he, she does know when he's coming back. She said it isn't so much that he, she really misses him as she kind of wishes things would be different, but she
22: understands, so she's not all that concerned. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, I really, really feel good about what you're telling me. I really do, I really appreciate... You gave me the time. She's loving on me now. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Go give
1: her a big old hug. And and thanks for calling from Catalina Island.
22: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys, awesome.
1: This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. There's uh,
1: turkey burritos, turkey soup, turkey <laughs> stew. Uh,
4: what are we going to do with all this turkey leftovers?
1: Still reeling from Thanksgiving, and of course, every Thanksgiving we watch the National Dog Show. I do the little picture-in-picture. Picture. The big picture, I have the National Dog Show. The small picture, some of my football games.
4: Oh, uh-huh. See, and, I just watch the dog show for
1: football. Of course. My favorite host, John O'Hurley and David Fry as they host that. And uh, we have David Fry joining us. Hey, David, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you? Very good. You must be, uh, this is your time of the year, isn't it?
23: <laughs> it really is. I have the greatest greatest job. This is one that's really uh, rocking, so to speak, with the National Dog Show that we just did. And and now we kind of point everything at Westminster in February. So,
4: How do I get your gig? <laughs>
23: I had to work hard to do that. This will be my 22nd year doing wow. Westminster. And, we've wow. just uh, completed our ninth year doing uh, the National Dog Show. So,
4: And have you been hosting that since the beginning?
23: Since the very beginning, John O'Hurley and I together. So this was mm-hmm. our ninth year, and trying to figure out what our anniversary present is for next year. <laughs> so,
1: we'll Dr. give you some Collins. good
23: ideas yeah. it's always to work with. Is what we always give each other in this year and these years.
1: Well, I noticed that there's, uh, what, six new breeds this year that were at the National Dog Show and that, that have been introduced?
23: We had six new breeds, that's right. It's um, Every year, it seems like we're getting a few more. When I started doing Westminster in 1990, I think there were 148 breeds and varieties, and now there's 179. So oh, wow. It's wow. It's an interesting process, the way it gets done. We, of course, are both of the, those clubs, the Kennel Club of Philadelphia that hosts the National Dog Show presented by Purina and and Westminster are, are both member clubs of the American Kennel Club, and the AKC determines which breeds are eligible to be shown. So
4: so what were those new breeds that were just there at
23: Westminster? Uh, let's see if I can remember them all. Uh, the Boykin Spaniel, the Blue Tick Coon
1: Hound. The, the Blue Tick Coon Hound? How about that? Why did red... well, I miss that one? What, what does that look like?
23: Well, it, it looks not unlike all those other hounds, like the like the uh, Black and Tan Coon Hound and the Plot and, and uh, those other... Uh, coon hunting or bear hunting dogs that we have that came that originated in the south now, how do they
1: get their names like blue tick that's a <laughs> strange name
23: i don't know i think it was uh one of those times where they're all sitting around and sometimes uh it's who it was the plot brothers that brought over the plot hound originally from from germany and uh, they shortened the name to plot but they're named after people so blue tick refers to the coloring and so does red bone so
1: okay so we have the boykin spaniel the blue tick Coonhound, and if any of these have like those shortened names like uh the poogle or the uh, you know all those
23: <laughs> like, like the PBGV. See, i yeah, like that. I that that makes it easier um we don't have any of those just yet so we got the boykin the blue tick the red bone uh two dogs in the working group the connie corso and the Leon Burger and the Icelandic Shepherd. So, uh, so that we got a little bit of everything once it went out of the herding group two from working, two from hound, and one from sporting.
1: How does AKC decide to add a dog?
23: Well, you know, some of these dogs, some of these breeds have been around for a lot of years in other parts of the world. So, it's not like they're brand new breeds that just suddenly showed up. They're, they're dogs that finally have enough of a following. In this country, mm-hmm. uh, it has to have some sort of geographic distribution. They can't all be living on a farm down in Atlanta. Um, so they have to have some geographic distribution. They need to have a parent club that watches over them, you know like the Blue Tick Coonhound Association of America or whatever it may be. and then uh, they need to have certain numbers too, not just distribution but a, a certain minimum number of dogs here so. Uh, once they get those things, they can, can uh, apply to the AKC and go through the process.
1: We're with David Fry and you know, we never talk about this. Your very own personal animals, what, what do you have at home?
23: <laughs> I have, right now, I have a Brittany puppy that's 16 months old here, chewing on my arm. Aww. And uh, And I have uh, the world's greatest Cavalier King Charles Spaniel Angel who's three and and a half, and, and uh, they've both dabbled in the show ring, but they're really making their mark as therapy dogs.
1: Yeah, I know it's both you and John O'Hurley have one of those.
23: We do. We got them from the same breeder. So I lined John up with uh, with the breeder, and he's got to have an ease also, I think. And, you know, when you're sitting around the dog show all these years, you can kind of pick out the ones that you like. <laughs> so I, had, I had Afghan hounds for 30 years. Uh, wow. My wife, Sherilyn, brought me uh, two Britneys. 11 years ago and I've fallen in love with the breed and, and uh, the Cavalier originally came and, got, and we picked the Cavalier because we needed a smaller dog here in New York City living in a high rise in Manhattan and we had the two Britneys already who were getting a little older and not being able to visit uh, therapy dogs quite as much as as, as they had been and so we got the Cavalier because she was a little smaller and now we've got the perfect combination of Cavalier a little dog she goes to uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering with me, and we visit in the women's health uh, unit there, uh-huh. uh, she climbs into bed with the ladies who are there for <laughs> surgeries or treatments or follow-ups, uh-huh. and then uh, she also visits at Ronald, at the Ronald McDonald House, and so does uh, so does Grace the Brittany. Grace is uh, likes the kids; she she understands a little better, appreciates a little more of the the poking and potting, prodding and body slams that go on with children as opposed to my little princess the cavalier that appreciates just lying in bed being hugged. Yeah.
1: <laughs> These are all part of uh, the Angel on a Leash program that you were talking about, isn't that correct?
23: Yes, they are. We um we started Angel on a Leash as a charitable activity for the Westminster Kennel Club 5 years ago and uh, and it grew so fast and, and so much that we made it its own 501c3 charity now and and uh, we have we're partners with facilities in uh, about 10 different places across the country now.
1: This is uh, the time of year where you think about some great organizations to give some money to, you know, for the holidays or whether even it's that, that tax deduction, that last minute tax deduction. 501c3, it's Angel on a Leash. What is the website, David?
23: Angel, it's angelonaleash.org. We visit a number of places, including the, uh, the Fisher House, which is uh, on the uh, VA campus, the VA hospital campus in Houston at the Michael DeBakey VA Medical Center. And uh, we're in, in a couple of Ronald McDonald houses around the country in children's hospitals and in a number of other places. So if people uh, want to help us continue our work, you can go to our website, angelonleash.org, and find uh, a way to, to uh, support us.
1: Great organization. David Fry joining us. David, thank you so much. Just the time of year where he, we're all ramping down for the holidays. David's mm-hmm. life ramps up. <laughs> when all the stuff happens for him. Uh, more information, all the links of uh, what we've been talking about over at the website at animalradio.com. David, thank you so much.
23: You bet. Thanks for having me on. We're done. We're done.
1: Okay. So
4: have, done. A, well, have, that's a, great. Done. have a very nice... Have a great week. Have a great week.
0: is animal art radio network.
18: network.